Hi, welcome to Dub Nation, your hub for everything Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Banksy. Uh, the season's three and a half months away, man. I am stoked. You know, I am pretty sick and tired of watching Premiership Rugby and watching all those fat, <laughs> slow English players run around in the rain. I'm ready for some fast-paced MLR action. Unless it includes an offload to Policique, then we're then we like that. Right? <laughs> That's the the only asterisk we'll give you on that one, Jerry. With Harlequins, let's go. Okay, we're live on the Utah Warriors Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube account. Subscribe to the podcast version if you love to listen to Banksy on Two X, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you have a comment, fire away. We'll try and get to some of those. Let's go. Okay, here's what's on the rundown. 2022 season preview in Q and A format. We're gonna ask questions and then answer them then we look smart because we were the ones that came up with the questions ashley burge will join us our homie in arms in the broadcast booth she's uh running the junior warriors which just launched with the team which is awesome uh we'll also talk to her about the u18 camp and the camp in washington the team just did plus some news and notes so let's start uh this 2022 q a by talking about 2021 it was spectacular how do the Warriors equal it or best it? We've got some questions, so let's talk. Let's start with this, Banksy. Will the offense be as explosive? Because that was one of the most exciting champagne rugby uh, offenses the league had. I think it will be exciting, and I know that the coaching staff is looking to even press the issue more, and that's kind of what expedited some of the changes in that back line. We saw flashes of what we we can expect from Clibben Loebser, who I imagine will probably take over that number 10 spot or at least compete for that starting spot. I mean, the kid loves to run with the ball in hand. He's got a very useful boot. You know, obviously the loss of somebody like Hagen Schulte and the, the utility that he was with, uh, with both his left and right foot, it's going to be missed. But to run with the big dogs, you're going to have to start scoring 35-plus, 40-plus points in this league. And to do that, you got to play with the ball in hand. You can't kick away possession. I imagine the kicking game is still going to be a big piece of what we do to keep pressure on the opposition. But I would look for this Warriors team to run it from just about anywhere. And when you have Mike Kitan, Mika Kruse, anything is possible back there. Uh, it's just You just have two of the most dynamic – players in the league. Mike Taylor won Major League uh, Rugby Player of the Year. Like, anything was possible. And we saw so many times, Banksy, down 17 against San Diego with 20 minutes left. This team came back and won. We saw end-to-end tries. I mean, it was so fun to watch. And Joe Mano, um, you know, exploded there uh, for a while on this team. And then James Vifale emerged. And Mano's coming back from injury. He'll be in there. And there's some new guys, like you talked about, that are going to be exciting. Certainly... Uh, a similar group to last year, but a little bit different. But the, the continuity there is that you still have Mike Tao, you still have Mika Cruse, and you still have Sean Davies running the show. Sean pushes the envelope. I think there's a lot of great assets. You know, it's I don't think we lost anything in the players that we lost in this roster. I think we gained a lot of assets on attack, and there's going to be competition week in and week out to see who starts in that back three. And you could see any variety of players take over that 11, 14, and 15 jersey on any given week, depending on the opposition and the strategy. Don't be surprised if you see Mikey Teo spend a lot of time out on the left or right wing, as well as spending uh, you know, the majority of his time at fullback like he did, you know, uh, and being able to see the whole field and counterattack and use those skills and that vision and that experience that he has. But some really great assets on this team 
to get the ball in your playmakers' hands. Guys like Mika Kruse. Uh, you know, we've got guys on the roster like Logan Tongo, who's now playing for the USA Eagle Sevens. And the work that he's done and showed out, got his first cap, and he's on tour there and in camp with the Eagle Sevens playing uh, a lot of rugby there. So I'm really excited to see what we can do. And don't forget, it's not just about the back line on attack. The power in the forward pack is pretty significant as well and some really great assets that we've added to this lineup in the forward pack to continue that dominance that we had last year. Uh, we've got a question that ties into our next one. Rob uh, Hammerschmidt, who, of course, is from the Rugby Rant. I've been on it. They do an amazing job as well. Um, he asks, uh, how big of a loss is Baska? Our next question is this. Michael Baska, Fraser Hurst, Janie Christensen had some dynamic play at scrum half. With two new guys, will it be as good or better? You know, you, Michael Baska wanted the chance to play, try and play in Europe. I talked to him in the offseason. He's really excited about the chance to go play over there. Very grateful for everything that the Warriors organization has done and still very proud to be a Warrior. You know, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him back in the red and black at some point. But mm. the two international quality nines that we've got coming in, and let's not forget Danny Christensen. You know, to, to keep it a family-friendly show, okay? <laughs> you put, like, the beep line over my mouth on that. I mean, all the kid did was marshal this first team around the field, score tries, and just be electric. It's a He's a guy I've played with and championed for a long time and a guy that's earned his spot on this team. So I would expect more of that electric dynamic, more, uh, to, to answer Rob's question, more of that fantastic play. You're talking about guys that have played internationally at the under 20 stage with uh, with Joni and Niall a Sanders. lot of experience in Niall, who comes from a rugby family. These guys were born with the ball in their hands. These guys didn't learn the game later in, in life. So these guys are going to bring a, a flair and a pace and a mind for attack to the Utah Warriors that I think is going to be really exciting. Yeah, it, it, and it's interesting to see, like, which one of those guys, uh, you know, gets the first start, and, and how many do you go 60 with them, and who's coming in off the bench? We'll see. A note, and this has been an issue with most of the teams in Major League Rugby, a lot of the international guys are having a hard time getting into camps right now. Um, so there's there's few guys in camps that are, that are international. So it'll be interesting to see at the beginning of the season, like, does Danny Christensen start uh, against San Diego on February 6th if – if Niall Saunders and Jonah Vatu Waliwali haven't been in camp enough uh, to kind of know the plays, we'll see. The good news is, if Danny needs to start, Danny can run this team for 80 minutes without totally. flinching. Like the team is in totally. really good hands, and then it's only up from there. So, under the direction of Sean Davies, obviously with his experience, his knowledge, and his ability, the Utah Warriors are going to be in great shape with Vatu Waliwali and Saunders coming in and being able to just fall right into the culture and the attacking style that this team has. These are guys that fit well into what Coach Pittman has in mind for the Utah Warriors. No question, Rob says, the Warriors like to play fast and are at their best when playing fast. That's right. That's exactly right. Okay, on to our next question. Thanks, Rob, for your question. If you have a question, comment, throw it in. We'll try and get to it. Can the Warriors take down the Giltinis for the West? Yes. I think we've learned uh, from last year you know, the league really wanted to put this air of invincibility on the Giltinis, and a lot of it was because some of the big names that were signed to the team and some things. But now that we've seen them on the field, they are a really good team. Take nothing from them. Obviously, MLR champions. But they're beatable on any given weekend. And we weren't the only team to do it. 
you know, if you want to put an asterisk on the squad they sent up to Utah on that final week of the season, it doesn't matter. This Utah Warriors team pressed the L.A. Guiltinis to the 80th plus minute, and it took everything that that all-star roster had to beat this team of a bunch of local Utah kids. You know, this is a top shelf rugby team that can take out anybody when they're playing at their best. I'm not over the semifinal loss uh, because the Warriors are they're <laughs> leading with four minutes to go and it still hurts, man. It's one defensive lap. I mean, all you're talking about is a guy <sighs> standing in the outside gap, marking the sideline and the Warriors are going to play for the championship. You know, it's, it's one brief moment, one momentary lapse in, in attention. And that's, the rigors, the drag, the physicality yep. of playing 18 weeks in a season, going on the road and doing all of those things that rugby players have to do to manage themselves physically, it's just an exhausting season. And that's why on any given weekend, any team can take it. Any team can take it. Okay, Hunter Miller says, newcomer to watch. There's There are a lot of them that are exciting. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to see a couple of the locks because obviously Aston Fortin and Matt Jensen <laughs> – I asked him going to France, uh, you know, D2 there, and then Matt retiring. Who replaced them? I really like Regan Leslie, the Australian 6'7". Um, you know, he had to be 6'7 to be, uh, you know, signed by the Warriors apparently. And then Jamie Lane, who's a, a Kiwi, 26. He's 6'7", Mitre 10 guy, some U20 New Zealand stuff. I'm excited for those two because, let's be honest, starts with the forward pack, starts with the dominant lineout, dominant scrum, and then you can get the ball out to Mike Taylor and make Crusade and the boys. You know, there's a, there. I think there's going to be some movement in this forward pack. And to answer Hunter Hunter's question, when you've got guys like Baki going up and playing too, with his physicality and his experience, playing at eight through college and now stepping into the front row, you're going to see that guy when he gets minutes with the ball in his hand inside the 22 off the back of lineouts, pushing malls in, and you're going to see we're going to see a lot of production out of him. I think in that position as he continues to grow and mature. Uh, when you talk about guys like Lane, a Kiwi second rower that does all the hard work in the tight five. He's what you want in the engine room of your forward pack. He's going to do the things that don't show up on the stat sheet. Hopefully, he's going to be that kind of enforcer that Aston was for us while he was here. But also, a guy that can play in the open field. This is a guy that can play with his hands like a lot of those Kiwi t uh, forwards can. You know, when you talk about the long line of really great players um, that come through that Kiwi system, it's, it's going to be a guy that I think really changes and raises the level of what's expected from a forward pack because with his experience, you know, playing for a championship with Auckland and playing through that Mitre 10 championship, a lot of those players now, and I think this has kind of been the story of the offseason, the number of Kiwi players that are coming to play in America now is really doubled up in this offseason, and I think he's kind of the first wave of those guys that's going to help set a bar for what's expected now in Major League Rugby. Good question from Hunter. Thanks for that. Uh, Michael Omoro, who is the number one Utah Warriors fan. Uh, he has more jerseys than the equipment manager. Um, he said, we almost had a Zions Bank final last season. Yes, because Rugby United New York was up late on Atlanta. And then if if Utah had upset LA, it would have been in Harriman, man. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm done. 
Look, it could have happened, and, and that's how close this Warriors team was, which is why I think a very almost kind of quiet offseason. We had a very quiet offseason last year, and everybody was like, ooh, the Warriors haven't made many moves. And then all we did was run the ball down everybody's throat and win games. Mm-hmm. You know, So everybody's like kind of saying the enough. same thing again. When you talk about some of the news around the league, some of the high-profile players moving from coast to coast and some of the overseas signings, all this Utah Warriors team does is go to work and get better. And I think these new players are going to make a big difference there. And Mika Kruse was an early season signing because LA had kind of overdone the salary cap and uh, boom, uh, Utah's got one of the best wings in the entire league, which was awesome. Okay. You alluded to this. Let's ask it. uh, Sama Malolo tied for the league high with 11 tries. Who replaces that kind of production? Uh, You know, Sama was great and he was electric in his moments, but I think if you take out Sama and you put Tuvede in there, you're going to get that same kind of production. I mean, two has been around for so long, but we forget how young he is and how much he still has to play and learn. You know, just a guy in his mid-20s that really can be that dynamic ball player from that second row position. I would expect him to be the starter and Goff and, and Backy really fighting for that position. But don't be surprised if you see Backy come in for significant minutes alongside Chatty, who had a great year last year at second row and a zero drop-off in production from that front row spot. And don't forget, there was only one Major League Rugby player who the All Blacks tweeted about. There's a picture <laughs> with Chad Goff after his cap in D.C. No, I'm, you know, in jest. A it, look, it was a great year for Chad, and he earned every little bit of it, and he continues to grow as a rugby player. It's going to be exciting to see uh, how he develops with all of the talent around him now. I think we've just scratched the surface with what he's able to do. Love it. Okay, uh, how would the locks be with Ask Fortan and Matt Jensen gone? We talked about Regan Leslie and Jamie Lane. Let's uh, you know, mentioned that Gary Van Buren and Sai Uhila are in that group. That is a very um, experienced and physical group that I'm very excited about. I mean, if you're talking about Reagan and Jamie starting or Jamie and Yuri starting in that second row, again, dynamic, physical players who are not afraid to get stuck in and do the work and and have that kind of impact from the engine room. And then be out in the open field making plays. I mean, how many times did we see an Aston Fortine, Yuri Van Buren connection through the midfield, breaking lines and opening things up for our back line to make dynamic plays and finish tries? That kind of chemistry is going to take some time to develop with these new players, but I expect nothing but fantastic things from this group. There is a ton of talent here. Aston Fortine and Yuri Van Buren were tops in the league in uh, ruck arrivals and you know steals at breakdowns. They were awesome. So Yuri's back, excited for Regan and Jamie. And, of course, Saya has been here all five years. Uh, he is he is a beast. He okay. is the elder statesman of the Utah Warriors Literally. and Major League Rugby in general. Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, how long can he go? I don't know. Tom Brady wants to play until he's 45. I think Saya could play until he's in his 60s. He's, he's amazing, man. He's awesome. Okay, uh, what selects or draft picks have a shot to break into the first team? I watched a lot of the selects games this year, and one of the guys that really impressed me was uh, Tomasi Tonga was absolutely electric. You want to talk mm-hmm. about a guy that you've got to keep your eye on every time he's got the ball in his hand. He's got the the ability to be as physical as he needs to be in that back line playing in those center positions, and he's got the athleticism to really break it out and turn on some pace. So I would expect him to see some time on the first team, and I would also expect some guys that, 
we know, but we haven't seen or heard a lot from like Elijah Hayes get some time yeah. as well. That That's a guy that has taken a year and a half, almost two years under the, the guidance of this program now to develop, to physically get himself in the kind of rugby shape that he needs to be to compete for a position. I think that's another guy that we're going to see some minutes from on this first team. Yeah, Elijah is interesting. 2020 pick who didn't play in a game last year for the Warriors, but played in selects games and played with the USA Development Squad that's going to be the Falcons. Um, you know, so that's interesting. And we've seen several selects players make it on the first team. It's not like they're just buried and they're never used. No, no, no. They, they will be used. I mean, when you look at guys like Joe Mano, James Vifale, um, Thomas Tuavau, yeah. another one, Logan Tongo, who came up through there, Danny Christensen, who's now getting the first team recognition that he needs. Those are all guys that came up through not just the selects team, but through the pathway program. These mm -hmm. are local guys here in Utah that are swinging hammers and pouring concrete and now have earned their spot <laughs> in a professional uh, major league rugby contract. And they're out to prove that they're worth it. So when they do get a chance, these guys are really going to be all out to, to prove their shot. And that was not a metaphor. That's literal their jobs. Like, yes, for some of them, it is. Them. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, um, last but not least, how will the Warriors replace Hagen Schulte's big boot in the kicking game? You know, we can talk about what Cliven Lobser did, and we saw a couple of moments with his back against our try line, just bomb 60-meter low-driving kicks and chase those kicks pace for pace with anyone on the field. We know he's got a fantastic boot. Uh, we know that Calvin Whiting can play ball, obviously stepping in when Hagen got hurt and being absolutely nothing but clutch the whole time. Um, don't forget Mikey Tao has a very useful boot that he can use from that backline position as well, on top of guys like Mick O'Gara coming in, who the Warriors have just signed, that has that rugby IQ to put the ball in a position to continue to apply, apply pressure to the opposition. This is a guy that comes from, uh, I believe, the Highlanders in Super Rugby and played up through their program in uh, in Caleb McKinney. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Who's going to be very exciting to watch and plays that open electric bland, brand of rugby. And again, Mick O'Gara, another guy coming from the UK that has a rugby pedigree. This is a guy who's whose father and grandfather both played the game at a high level. You can expect great things from him like that. And again, I am so excited to see what comes out of the Irish fly half here, as well as from Cliven Lobster. These guys can combine for some electrifying play. Don't be surprised if you see time from some of them at 15 even to kind of play that dual playmaker role that's kind of been popular in world rugby right now as well. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these guys end up on the field at the same time. It's, it's nice to be able to move Mikey Teo around wherever you need him, right? Well, and not just Mikey Teo, but Cliven Lobser can do it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Mick O'Gara can do it. And, uh, you know, if we're talking about, you know, the, the little uh, long-haired Kiwi who adds some great lettuce to an already impressive roster of hair here in Utah. <laughs> you know, you've got some versatility and some options all over the field for yeah. this coaching staff. I'm stoked. Um, you know, and with a couple weeks to go, obviously, want to get all these uh, international players in and into the mix because – it's exciting. There's some good young talent here that uh, wants to, you know, doesn't want to be necessarily buried on a roster somewhere else, has some good experience, but wants to come and play and get a chance. And they can at a really high level here, which is super exciting. So that wraps up our Q&A portion. Great stuff, Banksy. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing these answered on the field in the next couple of weeks. You know, and I like I said it before, I think the real surprise of this offseason has been how many Kiwi players have been signed out of that Mitre 10, what we used to call the NPC Championship. It's the Provincial Championship. A lot of these guys are fighting for spots on 
professional teams in New Zealand and now see a way to be able to get good minutes in professional rugby here in America. And whether they leave or whether they stay here and make their mark, add something to every single franchise they've gone to. I think we've gone really deep last year into the South African stores. This year now, the flood of Kiwis coming in are going to add to what should be an electric season in Major League Rugby. Don't forget all of Paul Mullen's homies in Ireland. <laughs> Look, the the Give Irish the Irish seem to be the only ones that can beat the All Blacks regularly. If we're getting Irish prospects <laughs> who have played through that national program on the regular, I think that speaks volumes to the quality of player that we're getting, as well as how far the bar has been raised in Major League Rugby, where these guys are willing to come and play here, where before they never would have even thought to come to America to play rugby. Now these guys see it as a real opportunity to compete, to showcase their talents, and to grow as rugby players and people. And we're excited to have some of these guys like Mick O'Gara coming to Utah. It's exciting, man. I can't wait. I cannot wait. So make sure you get your 2022 season tickets. I can't believe we're saying this. 2022! Yeah. Don't miss out. We are 21 days away from 2022 season kicking off, all right? 801-477-7652. Get your season tickets. You can also visit warriorsrugby.com slash season tickets to get more, but just call our homies. They're waiting for you. 801-477-7652. Get your tickets locked in and be part of the single best home field advantage and all of Major League Rugby, all right? Zions Bank Stadium, when it's a rockin' with Dub Nation, is like no other place on the planet. Come and be a part of it. When it's rockin', come a-knockin'. Like, let, come <laughs> hang out. Let's go. Yeah. All right, let's bring in uh, tonight's guest. She is one of our favorites. Maybe she's our favorite. I think she's our favorite. She's my favorite. Ashley she's Burge. top of the list. Ashley Burge, our own Ashley Burge, sideline reporter, analyst extraordinaire, is now the Junior Warriors manager, among many other amazing things. Ashley, what's going on? It's been a Bless minute. You, you guys are too sweet with my introduction. And you got <laughs> me excited for the season. It's so fun to hear you guys talk about it. I am ready. I feel it every day around the stadium. And, you know, hearing you guys talk about it, I am pumped. The hoodie looks good, by the way. Yeah. That's new, new stuff. Getting there, you know, oh, wrong side. I'm like backwards, five-year patch. I'm super excited about it. I'm, you know, officially an employee now. So I'm finally on the list that gets equipment. <laughs> Well, let's talk about this with your new role on the team. You know, it was announced in the offseason that you were going to take over as kind of the, the spearhead of this Junior Warriors program. I got to see you in your element in the under-18 camp. I cannot tell you what a fan I am of, first, of you as a person. I absolutely adore you. I think you're a freaking rock star. But to see you as a coach sharing all the knowledge and information that you have in that setting really got me excited for the future of what the Pathway program is. Talk about that ID camp and how far out you've already been able to reach to some of these uh, youth programs here in Utah. Yeah, I mean, that ID camp was incredible. We saw 74 athletes from, you know, 16 to 18 year old boys. And what was really cool about this is that last season, our only way to really recruit is we went out and watched their high school games, which we may have seen every team one time. And if you had a bad game, I'm sorry, but you didn't get selected. And, you know, as an athlete, that was really tough. And we're also really um, strong with our core values. So what we were able to do this year was we reached out to every high school and club coach in the state. We had 15 different teams represented, and we had asked the coaches for their recommendations, not just their best rugby players, but these have got to be guys that are, you know, speak to our core values, that want to work hard, that are going to show up and then go back to their teams and be leaders. So 
Um, I'm really excited that we have a player pool now that this is going to be constantly competitive. So we've gotten our roster down to about 50. We'll see them twice a month while they're in UIR season, but that's not a set roster. So if you aren't performing in your high school season or our two trainings, you can still get released. And those guys that, you know, we did release, we want them to prove us wrong at the end of the day. So, you know, the opportunity is always evolving and it's just been really exciting. How is it working with Coach Smith in that setting? Obviously with his experience as well, the two of you are such a dynamic one-two punch. What have you been able to get from him? Yeah, it's actually really fun. So I've known Derek for a really long time and working beside him is awesome. He's a coach at BYU. So he's got a lot of knowledge. I'm really new into coaching. Um, but he also doesn't downplay the fact that I'm new at coaching and we learn from each other. And I really appreciate that, that everybody in this organization, um, they really empower me. And, and Derek puts me in positions to challenge me to be able to coach these guys that I haven't experienced before. And, you know, so he not only helps me grow as a coach, but is a human being. And, um, you know, I just think we make a very good team. We, we play off of each other well, and we kind of give different push and pull to the boys that, um, they can kind of relate to either of us. I know this is going to be shocking, especially to you, Banksy, but Derek is a former roommate as well. <laughs> I, I would like to let you know, Jerem, that he actually dropped your name before you could drop his. So Yeah. <laughs> John Davies and Derek Smith. We, listen, once upon a time, I was the only non-rugby player in our house in Provo. Well, They're all playing for BYU. They're winning the national championships, you know. And I'm the non-rugby guy. So at church, they're like, so – what what do you, you play rugby and I was like I'm very flattered look at me again and say that again but anyway uh yeah I was I, I've been around these re forever and then you know Kimball joins uh, the Warriors is like hey you want to do some rugby stuff I'm like heck yes rugby's amazing let's go so yeah a little bit of history there we love Derek okay so tell us about your new role with the team what all are you doing now lots of things there were lots of hats everybody does in a you know starter business growing organization um but the, the other big part that I was mainly brought on for was the Junior Warriors. So we actually launched, we've been running Junior Warriors clinics over the past couple of years, but we launched our first Junior Warriors season. So this is a co-ed touch rugby season. And we're really focused about the proper introduction to the sport with these kids. We want to make this a fun, inclusive environment and actually teach them the core skills of rugby. So we've taken out the tackle component so we're able to really focus on their catch, their pass, you know, and these different elements that are going to make them rugby players. Um, and we'll see the results of that as they get into high school. And then in five years, 10 years, when they're in the MLR and then on the international level, you know, we're trying to really like break down the game to make rugby players in America, not just kids that are starting in high school and being thrown into it. So my excitement for this is to the moon. You know, I'm, I'm really thrilled to have been brought into this. I'm very passionate about growing the youth. And I think that the methodology and curriculum that, you know, Brandon Sparks has kind of created behind this organization, I'm very passionate about because I think it is um, like good for their growth as human beings, not just, you know, rugby players. Which, you know, having played rugby throughout your time through high school, and it's something I grew up with as well, there is very definitely a culture in rugby that is about creating not just a better player, but a better human being on and off the pitch. Yeah. And it's great to see our organization invest in that as part of our pillars and our core values and those four main pillars that we have with tradition and community yeah. and family and respect. And that now is spreading beyond our borders. You mentioned Brandon Sparks, a a mentor to all of us, really, as he kind of leads this organization a little bit. You guys have put together a curriculum that you're now sharing with other 
mm-hmm. unions really around the country. Talk about going to uh, the uh, Cascade Rugby Union and being the, the first real workshop to share what you guys have put together. Yeah, so we went up to Spokane, Washington, and we're actually running this exact same thing here this Saturday for, you know, people in our community. But essentially, um, Brandon has spent two years now kind of researching New Zealand netball, Australian sevens, USA Soccer Alliance, and um, different research studies like Gene Cote that have found a proper introduction to sport. And, you know, that's really what we're trying to introduce here with these coaches is, I mean, this curriculum, I, I wish everybody could come to the seminar. It's all just about fun and inclusion and creating an environment that kids learn and grow. We want them to, you know, play as many sports as possible, but rugby to be so fun that they just, you know, love to come and, and play with us. And the real purpose of this is we don't have enough parents in our community that know rugby to coach their kids like they do when they sign up for soccer and football. Mm. So we're creating a platform for parents to come in with little to no rugby experience. And we want to create a rugby family. We want them all to be fans, not just the kids to come have fun. So, you know, we've we've broke it down to where we can teach these people what they need to know to be successful in then going out and and coaching the youth. So Spokane, Washington was really awesome. Um, You know, we're not in competition here. We want rugby to grow in America. So working with the Cascade Rugby Rugby Union and showing them what Junior Warriors is doing is only elevating the game for the country. And that's really what we're trying to do here. I'm hoping tomorrow night BYU wins in Spokane uh, against Gonzaga. But it might be a little (laughs) difficult. But, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Okay. And you talked about Junior Warriors. The league is launched now. Um, Mm -hmm. So if if someone wants to get their, their kid in this league, what do they do? Yeah, if they go to our website, it's junior.warriorsrugby.com. There's all the information there. You can not only sign up for the pregame clinics, but the league. And I don't know, oh, is it somewhere? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ooh, it's down yeah, it's down there. <laughs> the and you can sign up to coach. So all the resources there are available. And also reach out to me. Call me, email me. You know, I would love to sit down and speak with anybody that's interested in this. Um, you know, we're trying to expand it to where – This is very local. You play in your community a lot like junior jazz. We want this to grow to, you know, massive extent to where you can sign up at rec centers and your, your elementary schools and whatever the case may be. So this is really our first year launching. We've partnered with Utah youth rugby and, and I'm super excited to see, you know, where this goes and how we can grow from here. But yeah, if you visit that website, you'll see all the information and always feel free to reach out to me. All right, so you heard us talk about it and get hyped for the new season. You've seen some of these players in action now out there at Training Center. And as we kind of gear up for the season, what are your thoughts as we look ahead to 2022 now with this, the new season upon us? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, my interview with Saya in the last, when we did the, the roster announcement, said it best, like, there's unfinished business here. And these men walk around like that every single day. You know, they're really coming to play this season. And I'm specifically excited for our, you know, group of three nines, um, you know, that I think are going to bring electricity and speed to our game, which the Warriors play well in chaos. They play well in space and they play well fast. And I think that that group of nines is really going to empower the strengths of this team. And just, you know, seeing them out there, I, I get excited every day. It's like my favorite part of, working for the Warriors full time is that I get to go watch practice now. And, you know, I think it's really awesome. So that's great. And uh, if you're excited about the nines, that's good as a former nine for the U S that's amazing. 
Well, we're excited to have another season. Uh, you'll be with us on the sidelines. You'll be an analyst on some games, depending on the week. So uh, it should be a ton of fun. Ashley, we thanks for your, the time. And again, if you want to uh, sign up for Junior Warriors, what is it? Uh, junior.warriorsrugby.com. It's right yeah. there. You can also find the link on the regular Utah Warriors website. So, yep, Very sign nice. your kids up. We're ready to teach them some rugby. I'm excited. So thank you guys for having me on. Thanks, Ashley. We appreciate it. That's awesome. Love you, girl. You're awesome. I played junior jazz growing up, and I loved uh, getting involved. And, in, you know, it was they gave us tickets to a game, so we'd go to a jazz game. That was exciting. I, I'm excited to see how this grows in this community that already does love rugby, but now there's a pathway, and we say that a lot, but now there's a pathway literally from when you're little to all the way to be on the team professionally. You know, when we talk about community and tradition being part of that core value of this club – they take it very seriously. And all this does is put down deeper roots into an already deep rugby community. So it's super exciting to see the organization in this club get behind empowering and exposing more people to the game and enabling them to get involved in a very friendly way with an almost open door policy from the bottom to the top. And it starts with somebody like Ashley, who is an incredible wealth of knowledge about rugby and now getting her involved in the community is great. You know, my kids are 12 and eight. My 12 year olds come out and played touch with me several times with, uh, with my club team uh, when I make it out and absolutely loves it. And I know my eight year old wants to get involved as well. So don't be surprised if you see me out there on the sidelines, coaching my kids with some junior warriors rugby. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. There was a question from Michael Moore as well. So when is the new kit out? It's coming out Friday. Okay. It's coming out Friday. I'm super excited about it. Uh, well, you know, if there's new kit, Mikey's going to buy it. He's going to have it on yeah. week yeah. one. He's It's going to be all over his Instagram. And home. Oh Road yeah. He'll home. have it. And when the alternate kit comes out, you know, Mikey's going to have it as well. So uh, look, be ready for it. And I heard a rumor that it's going to be available in some other pretty high profile retail locations to make it easy, even more accessible. Nice. So it will be exciting to see Utah Warriors gear in some of those places. We'll make those announcements as it becomes official. Okay. I, you know, uh, we'll ask Ashley next time slash I'm sure it's been discussed. I don't know where we stand on this, but uh, Heather Erickson Blanco, when are we launching the Warriors women rugby program too soon? I don't know. Maybe they're just kind of, I don't know. Uh, I think the answer is it's never too soon, especially with the history of women's rugby here in the state of Utah. When you talk about somebody like Ashley, who obviously played up through the age grades and into the national team, the Utah women's, uh, the Vipers women's rugby program. I mean, there's been a lot of high profile international players to the United States that have come out of Utah. So I absolutely see to answer your question, Heather, that's probably the next logical step is launching a women's team and having that program become part of the Utah Warriors family. So don't be surprised if that happens here. Uh, I mean, I can't put a time on it because I'm not involved in it, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if this if it's a sooner rather than later goal set by this team. Yeah, and I wonder if there's a league that forms so that there's a natural reason for said team within that or whatever. So, yeah, uh, Brandon Brandon uh, Hines, yes. When do we see the new kit and the new merch? New kit, Friday. New merch. Ready. Get it. Soon as well. Season starts February 6th. So, yeah, we're in it, man. We are in it. Look, so. if you are ready not only to get your new kit, but you don't want to fully invest in a uh, full season ticket package, guys, there's ticket packages available right now with flex packages. Pick your games, pick your seats, and be ready to go, Dub Nation, to cheer on this Utah Warriors team and see that guy, Cliven Lopes, are in action. Call 801-477-7652. Be ready with your seats, be ready with your kit, and be ready for some top 
tier rugby coming back in just three short weeks. Cliven is in town. I know this because on IG, he was back at the apartments across the way and DM'd him. Hey, good to have you back, man. So yeah, well, let's go. Let's go. Okay. A couple news and notes to finish things. Every team's in preseason camp right now, obviously with just three weeks to go, um, you know, from this weekend, three weeks, the opener for the Warriors, Sunday, February 6th. That'll be on the radio. Again, we've got a radio deal, which is super cool with the ESPN 700. You can listen to every game. We'll have select games, uh, you know, on local television, which we will announce soon. Some will be national. We'll get all that out as soon as it's finalized. But uh, uh, another news to note, Martin Yosefo, uh, USA Eagle with the Seawolves, Kane Thompson, named the NOLA head coach. And then uh, Hanko Hamashais. I don't know actually, actually how to say his name. I just hear, uh, you know, the South Africans say his name, so I follow along. He's going to the Geltini, so they add another Eagle there. This is the fourth team that Hanko's played for in four seasons of MLR, and it's a big acquisition for an already stacked forward pack uh, and a stacked loose forward lineup for that LA Giltini side. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But again, another high-profile shift in signing when you add that to guys like Danny Barrett, who's now signed and playing in Houston. You know, there's a lot of high-profile names that are staying here domestically to play, but that's all right. Doesn't matter. Sign whoever you want because they're all playing catch up to Dub Nation. Are we playing by the same salary cap rules? Like I just look at <laughs> a certain list of players on, you know, especially the teams. I go, what? you know what? Whatever you do on the record is is you know what gets reported, and you know I won't say anything else that'll get me a strongly worded email from the league. There's a lot of stars there. I'll just say that right. Um, but it is interesting, and, and we've talked about this a lot, sort of the contrasting styles of development and youth and pathway and homegrown and selects. And that, listen, they were on par in, that, in the game that mattered. So it's not like that is a way step ahead of where the Warriors are. So I'm excited to see sort of the second evolution of Brandon Sparks as the GM. Now Sean Pittman has a year as the guy. He went in last year as the interim guy. Sean Davies, of course. Um, and, yeah, it's exciting, man. Like, the, like something's building that's special. And I liked what Ashley said, too, of there's unfinished business. And it's a new season format. We've got three playoff teams from each conference, not two now. So the Jackals are in the league out of Dallas. It's exciting, bro. I'm, I'm stoked, man. There's a lot of good things to continue to expect from Major League Rugby a fantastic season last year with over 90 games played and not a single one had to be put on hold. We're looking for that same care from the league in administering this season as we go into it, taking the safety of both the players and the fans seriously, but also locking up some great matchups. There is not a soft team in the league. There are no easy games home or away. You've got to come with your best every single week. And it starts for this Utah Warriors side February 6th, week one, in San Diego, and mm. then at Seattle, week two. So going to be a tough way to open the season in conference for the Utah Warriors, but you know what? If anybody can do it, these boys can. In four years, I believe, uh, you know, Utah has not won at San Diego, looking for the first win, and then has won the last two years in Seattle. So it'll be interesting to see the first couple of Of course, weeks. the iconic last one with Calvin Whiting in the rain to kick it for the winner, Ali Khalifi going back and, you know, hanging yeah. the L on his old homies out there. <laughs> I can't wait to see more of that. You know, they're like, there's axes to grind. There's chips on shoulders. There's points to prove. And uh, this Warriors team, hopefully, will be up to it. We'll be there every step of the way to take you along for the ride. 
Okay, well, we're off next week, and then we'll have a media day edition of the program in two weeks, and then we are every week for the whole season, February through June after that. So we're going to be in this. So uh, you can catch us almost every Wednesday. We'll be weekly um, on Dub Nation, where we're going to bring you the latest. So let's go, man. Three three weeks. The next time we chat, we're one. We're like one week out. The next time we sit down and talk, we will be a week away. We're talking about, you know, game week preparations for this team to fly out and play some rugby. I've been in the stadium a couple of times and been in trainings. I'm super excited for what this team can produce and the product that they can put on the field. It's time for the fans now to get just as excited as we are and show up for the Utah Warriors. Dub Nation, it's 2022. It's time to roll. Let's get it. So get your kits, get your merch, get your tickets. And then, uh, you know, join us on ESPN 700 and uh, we'll announce the soon the uh, local TV station that you can watch road and home matches on if they're not national. It's exciting, man. Let's go. OK, that'll do it for us. Like and share this episode of Dub Nation and follow the Utah Warriors on social media for Ashley Burge and Billy, the producer and Banksy. I'm Jerem Jordan. Go Warriors.